changes to Apple's repair policies. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. And folks, this is Mac Voices Live. We are on YouTube at, at youtube.com slash TV. We'd love to have you join us in the chat room to throw comments and questions at our panel and decide what we'd like to talk about because we have some ideas, but we always want to address what you want to hear us uh, opine on. That uh, is Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We'd love to have you join us. If you're not here tonight, maybe next week, um, tell your smart assistant to remind you Tuesday night at your appropriate time and, and come on in. So this is a pre-Thanksgiving, pre-Thanksgiving in the U.S. show. Uh, so we are all kind of gearing up for a few days off, at least that's what they tell me I'll be doing. I'm not quite sure. Don't have really. But let's go around the table, find out who's here, and then we'll dig into tonight's topics. Um, and I'm going to reverse things a little bit this time around. I'm going to start at the bottom of my screen because we have a new member of the Mac Voices Live panel. Uh, he's been here before, but now we've made him an official member, Mr. Mike T. Rose. Mike, welcome, and thanks for coming. It is my pleasure. I'm glad I'm glad to be officially a part of the Mac Voices Live uh, community and one of the voices. Happy Thanksgiving to the entire esteemed panel. Uh, I'm very glad to be here. And I, I have a photograph I'd like to show at some point during the evening. I don't have to show it right now, but it is it is relevant to the interests of Mac podcasters everywhere. So just let me know when you want me to share this photograph and I will do it we'll just right. at, well, at any moment. We will um, we'll go around the introductions, then we'll do your photograph as the okay. first Mike, topic. In my yes. defense, I was young and needed the money. Uh, I'm 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 sorry, uh, Jeff, that that doesn't. That explains what you were doing. It doesn't explain what Peter Cohen and Kelly were doing in the photograph. So, um, you know, we were all young. <laughs> we needed the money. <laughs> that's not the picture, although that is a classic picture. We'll get to it eventually, but that's not. Yeah, what but, oh, let's not. Let's <laughs> not. Um, okay, so they're, they're messing up my order, but anyway, we'll just go with it. Jeff Gamut, welcome. It's good to have you back. We've missed you for a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, it's great to be back. Sorry, I had to miss a couple of weeks. Um, uh, sometimes scheduling is weird. Hey, we we just appreciate it whenever you can grace us with your presence. Well, I, I'm I'm glad that I can be here so I can be graced with all of your presence. God, the mutual admiration here is just frightening. We should <laughs> hug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jim Ray, welcome. It's good to have you back. How are things? Thank you. They're they're good. Okay, good. Good. I, I love good. Jim's answer. Just good. straight to the point, you know, uh, no elaboration, just good. That's good. Okay. And of course, David Ginsburg is back. David, welcome. Good to have you as always. Great to be here. And uh, yes, it's Thanksgiving. It's nice to have some time with the family and the friends. And I'm here with the friends to celebrate Thanksgiving. So good to be here. It, it's funny, at least this happens to me on these kind of holidays. I don't know about you guys, but I think, okay, I've got some time off. And I've got all these projects I've been wanting to, you know, do that really require a bit of focus time. You know, not not necessarily a day or anything, but just, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes uninterrupted. And I never get any of them done. 
it seems like the demands are, are there, the phone rings, something happens, and you know, you're off and all of a sudden it's Sunday night and you're you know, you're looking at the start of the work week again. It's like, what happened? So I don't know. That's the man bringing you down, Chuck. No, it's not the man. It's it's my it's everybody else that just says, "Hey, could you do this? You know, could could you could you wash this window? Could you, you know, pump up this tire? Whatever. I don't know. Wait, you do those things? <laughs> I, I've I got a list everything. for you, Chuck. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you buy the plane ticket and you pay me the right price, and I'll come out and do them. Sweet, Jim. I need to borrow your credit card. <laughs> That's right. The ProView corporate card says yeah, mysterious you, travel. You, yeah. you think you do? Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, let's let's see the photo. All right. So, uh, I was I, I was on a trip last week. I was in Hawaii, and while I was in Hawaii, I had the opportunity uh, to be disabled for participant screen sharing. So nobody's going to see the photo, unfortunately, because I can't share in the zoom because oh. I'm a participant. Uh, but Chuck is going to fix that Thanks. hopefully in a second. Um, yeah, let's hope I can. I was in Hawaii. And of course, if you're in Honolulu in Hawaii, it's important to reach out to old friends. So that's what mm -hmm. I did. And I'm still disabled for participant screen sharing. So maybe I'll just text this photo oh. to Chuck. No. Hang on. Uh, working on it, Mike. All right. On it. Um, if you if you know the if, if you're a, an old reader of TUAW and at this point all the readers of TUAW are old, um, oh I am the host now I am the captain <laughs> now. Um, all the readers are old. You remember uh, co-host of Tua TV Live and Talkcast Impresario, Sean Doc Rock Boyd, and sure enough, that is who we had the opportunity to visit with. So that's me and my wife hanging out with Doc Rock the one and only Doc Rock in Honolulu. Um, Doc, of course, is now the community ambassador for Ecamm uh, and Ecamm Live. And so we were thrilled to get a chance to hang out with him. And the best part of this story is I posted this picture to Instagram and immediately had someone from a completely other part of my life, not a, not a Mac person, um, say, is that Doc Rock? Uh, because he he in turn was a uh, was a big fan of Doc's streams and and learned a lot from him. So that's the picture I want to share. Just a meeting a meeting of the uh, the uh, a meeting across the ocean with an old friend. So such an awesome photo. Yeah, that's great. When I saw and, that, I was like, oh, cool, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you notice how Doc Doc shot this with his iPhone 13 selfie camera. So notice how he's perfectly in focus, and Heidi and I are nicely part of the bokeh background that was that's, yeah, the cinema that's really mode. the best part it's cinema mode it's definitely cinematic <laughs> cinematic shot cinematic shot um, but yeah but it's just as well like he's he's definitely the focal point so anyway i wanted to share that with everybody on the on the youtube um if you have if you don't follow doc rock on youtube you absolutely absolutely look him up um he's a great uh he's a great ambassador for for the ecamm brand and more more importantly a great guy and a great educator uh and evangelist for for everybody's success in their streaming efforts. So that was the, that's my show and tell for today. Excellent. Thank you, Mike. That's good. That's good. I will issue a warning though. If you follow Doc Rock on YouTube or, you know, be prepared because he's going to suck up a lot of time. He, he, gives you a, <laughs> he gives you a lot back. There's a lot of great stuff there, but you know, the trouble is it all looks so compelling. It's like, yeah, I want to watch that one. And pretty soon it's three hours later and you realize you've just done three hours of Doc Rock. So be, be warned. <laughs> Absolutely be warned. 
Be warned. So before the show, I asked the group if they thought we should talk about the uh, the Apple repair service situation um, because that the news broke the day after we recorded our Mac, last Mac Voices Live. And the consensus was, sure, we should, just because we haven't touched on it. And I think everybody has some thoughts. They may have expressed them already in other shows or in the, on their own shows. But, you know, hey, they haven't expressed them here. So I'll throw it out to the group. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this? Is this a big deal? Is this, you know, has Apple caved in in some way? Or is this really something that's going to benefit Anybody on this panel and anybody in the chat room? Jeff, how about if we start with you? Well, my take, which I've shared on a couple shows already, is that this is a legal strategic move. This is not an altruistic move to to help out users. This is a move to help out Apple. And this is part of Apple's strategy to, uh, to control the narrative, or at least as much as they, they can, uh, re- in regards to, uh, to right to repair. So Apple wants to present themselves as a company that, uh, that doesn't need to have government regulation uh, in, in this area. So set themselves up, say, look, we're... we're providing the tools, the manuals, the parts, so that people can fix their own stuff. We don't need any government intervention. And the side effect is that for uh, the the minority of people that will actually want to replace their own screen or battery in their iPhone, you know, whatever the, the replacement parts that they're going to provide are, yeah, those people will be able to do that. And for the rest of us, it's not going to be a big deal. And uh, and then Apple has set the groundwork for uh, for whatever their the next part of their strategy is. Okay, I, I tend to agree with Jeff. Uh, I was just going to say that this is a this is a um, defensive maneuver. Uh, on Apple's part to to, mm-hmm. to try to not get in, not get further sideways with regulators or you know, particularly in the EU, who are going to say, "Look, you have to, you have to do this," uh, versus doing it, doing it in advance or doing it as a precautionary move give, lifts a little bit of that. Are there people who are going to be able to take advantage of it? Absolutely. Um, whether whether it's um, whether it's wise to do that, given the complexity of actually repairing something like an iPhone, that's an open question. But it may make it, in some ways, easier for mom and pop or you know drop-in iPhone repair folks to get legitimate parts, to get OEM parts uh, where needed. But um, but is it going to change the broader landscape of repairing these devices? I don't think so. It's it's a very small fraction of the audience or small fraction of the user base that would even think of taking advantage of this rather than paying somebody to do it right. Yeah, I agree. I think no, no, nobody in most cases is going to want to repair their own iPhone. And I've already seen comments in, in the chat about that in, in that case. So um, it, I think the high, the percentage is going to be extremely low that anybody is going to want to just go ahead and no, let me order some parts and start replacing my screen, replacing the battery. Cause you know, they, they, 
as we've seen in iFixit uh, teardowns, it, this is not an easy feat uh, at all. But I agree with Jeff, and I think this was a, definitely a strategic move on Apple's part. They uh, they're they're ready they're, they're ready to be in, in place. And no no more complaining about that. We're 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 not uh, for the right to repair anymore, uh, and just did an about face because they were they were very they were pushing back for a long time and a lot, a lot of pushback of, okay, we should have that right. We should be able to repair things. And so now, and like I said, I think other these mom and pop shops and other folks that, that don't have the access to the, the Apple repair network, then now they can, they can grab these parts and do it. And, uh, and you'll have more choices too. So does anybody feel like they're going to be a, a, a flood of, do-it-yourself repair videos on YouTube showing you, you know, how, how to do something or, you know, how they broke something when they were trying to do it and complaining about the fact that Apple didn't make it easier or better or didn't give them adequate. And that, that's, that's, you know, I'm always, I'm always kind of the naysayer on some of these things, but I just feel like I, I agree with all of you. I think it's a, it's a strategic move and it's a great strategic move. Because now Apple has been able to do it pretty much on their terms, as opposed to having one of these uh, entities, you know, say, you're going to do it and you're going to do it this way and you're going to like it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I really respect the fact that they've done it. But the other thing, too, and I've said this countless times about other things, is I'm one of those guys that if I don't, I'm not a do-it-yourselfer. So if I don't know how to do something, unless it's relatively simple, I'm going to hire a professional to do it. Because I'm going to end up hiring the professional anyway to fix the original problem and what I broke along exactly. the way. Exactly. So, you know, and I feel like that there, there may be a lot of that happening uh, as we as we go through this, depending on how Apple handles it and, and what manuals they put out there. there. There's probably already videos out there of people taking the part of the iPhone besides what iFixit's done uh, that do this as well as I agree with you. I think once people have all these parts in the wild, hey, let, let's do it. Let me do, it's almost like an unboxing video. Let, 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 let me uh, do a, 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 my first time repair of an iPhone and then watch them crash and burn, right? <laughs> so it's, yeah. there's going to be lots of them. I, I can t- anticipate that's why we love you too. I'm curious, is there something that any of you think that, you know, major that Apple does that's not in their interest? Hmm. <laughs> you make a good you make a good point jim yeah. you make an excellent yeah. point um yeah the, the 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 altruism of the trillion dollar company uh is you know would make a great book title but it's not a it's not a real thing that's a fantasy novel there's no altruism there there is corporate responsibility and there are ideals and there's mission statements and there's all sorts of stuff but there is not a we're going to start this whole new thing because it's out of the goodness of our hearts it's because we feel that it's it's in the it's in the self-interest of the company so you make you that is a strong argument jim good job but is i mean is that unreasonable i mean don't we all do that i didn't say it was unreasonable i just you know it seems like everybody pointed that out like it was like you know it needed pointing out and i I just kind of like yeah that they 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 do everything for that reason, uh, you know, at this point. I mean, you know, maybe 30 years ago there was things that you could, you know, but at this point I think, you know, you've got to assume that pretty much everything they do is calculated and, you know, weighed and 
focus grouped and you know gone through the, the legal department and um and 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 maybe you know you know I, I kind of wouldn't have said this at the beginning of this conversation but as I was listening to everybody I was thinking well maybe kind of the story here is here is that the pressure worked and you know for whatever reason they they decided that the calculus was you know we better do something before we you know governments make us do it um and you know probably if there wasn't a lot of noise around that this wouldn't have happened and, you know and i don't think it's a you know major big deal i don't think very many people are gonna do it and also note that you know like right now they i think that it's just iphone 12 and 13 right that's it mm-hmm. um well how many you know most iphone 12 and 13s at this point are still covered by apple care um so, you know, I don't think anybody's going to fix a device with, that they could get fixed with Apple Care. Or very few people would. Um, I was, I was going to say it does, to very few. Yeah. Right. So, but, it, you know, it does sort of defuse the, you know, the legal attention. They've got enough attention on them with, you know, legislatures and, and other areas. They probably, you know, and pro- that's probably part of the calculation Apple made was who's going to do this. You know, we we can we can make this concession. It's not going to cost us anything. Um, so so why not? This is not a hill to die on. Um, you know that thirty percent cut on apps. That's the hill to die on. Not you know, the, the 12 people that want to fix their iPhones. Um, I guess it does mean that they, they are going to be, pub, you know, publishing service documentation, which is interesting. Yeah. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart. Fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash Mac Voices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. At this time of year, it's easy to have spending get a little out of control with Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and holiday cheer throughout the month. But come January, all that holiday cheer shows up on your credit card statements. And that's why you should be looking into Upstart now. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan, all done online. But not just a personal loan, a smarter personal loan, because Upstart gives you a smarter rate. They don't just look at your credit score alone, but take other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history into account to give you that smarter rate. And checking with Upstart doesn't affect your credit score, so you can do your research worry-free. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash macvoices. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash macvoices. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know I sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Upstart for their support of Mac Voices. Does anybody feel like, okay, let me back up. I don't feel like most of these devices are, are designed any longer for a non-Apple technician to be poking around inside. Doesn't mean you can't, and doesn't mean you can't do so successfully, but they really weren't designed for this. And so. It's it just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, well, okay. Well, how about the, this panel? You know, we're, we're all reasonably tech savvy people to, to one degree or another. How many people are going to feel like they want to crack open their iPhone or their MacBook Pro or their Apple Watch and do a repair? Anybody nope. raising their hand? No, 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 
No, but but I think you know, look down the down the road. You know, when these devices are not new anymore, and you know, so maybe this will divert some of them from the landfill. Um, and you know, there are, are a lot of people that are doing you know amazing you know technical things and taking things apart and putting them together. And you know, I we might see you know as opposed to repairs, like maybe some people with service documentation able to repurpose you know, older devices, um, you know, for, for interesting applications. I mean, there's a whole homebrew hardware, uh, you know, world out there where people are doing things that, you know, I'm just like, wow, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, you know, who, who would think that, you know, you know, and for me, I think it's, you know, it's probably less a question of, you know, would I try it? Then I don't have time to try that. Um, you know, especially with an older device, I might be like, well, you know, since I got some older device that's broken, what have I got to lose? You know, so maybe I might want to try to fix it. And, you know, these service documents will still be around when an iPhone 12 is, you know, five years from now. So maybe the impact isn't, isn't uh, 2022, but maybe starts kicking in more 2025 to 2026. And again, not that it's going to be a, some huge thing that's going to upend the iPhone market or, you know, make all the difference, but um, it'll make some difference. There'll, there'll, there'll be some things that will happen that, that wouldn't have happened. And, and again, I think it's, there's, there's, you know, little downside for Apple. It's, it's, you know, it's not going to impact the, the market. They're disassociating themselves from like John Deere that's preventing farmers from uh, fixing their tractors, um, which I think would be a big deal. And, you know, so there, there, there's still a big fight around this for, for some other things. And Apple has just said, you know what? We're out. We don't, we don't need to be a part of that fight. It's, it's, that's not our hill. I think you make some great points, Jim. I, I, I don't think it's going to be material. I, I've, it's too bad that we will never see any kind of quantification of just what this means, because, of course, not only are the average people that might be wanting to experiment with this going to buy these parts and try these things, but it's also going to be the, the repair shops that really do know what they're doing, including authorized Apple repair shops. They're going to have easier access to parts and some information. So I'm, I'm anxious to hear more from them. There was some posts that I saw, and this I'm a little unclear on, but it, it said that, you know, Apple had already done that a couple of years ago, that it made parts more accessible to, you know, expanded the ability of firms to become authorized Apple repair and uh, that this wasn't going to affect them because it had already been opened up. And, you know, I just saw that in one post and didn't see much else about it but um i know you know i there's a local uh third party repair place that i go to in california here i i've never had to take a phone to them but i've that you know whenever i have a mac problem i i go to them i don't go to the, the apple store jim my interpretation of apple's announcement is that this is a program for individuals Right, but I'm saying and, I think there already was a program. Small businesses and indie repair shops. This is for people. I understand, but my 
what I read was that there already was, it was a couple of years ago, they started a program right. for small businesses. So, yeah, of course, they didn't have to announce a program for small businesses. They already had that. So right. to, this extends that to individuals. Or it's a different program, but. So, uh, you know, and I don't remember where I read it and it was just one place. So, you know, I was kind of like looking for other places to pick that up and didn't see it. But the the one, you know, I think it was in 9to5Mac and they were like, well, yeah, there's already a program for small independent uh, stores to get parts. And it was, you know, happened about two years ago. Well, Jim, the uh, the memory span in the news community yeah. is incredibly short. And you, if you go and look at most of the of the sites that are covering Apple, and it's probably the same for for all the tech companies, but we'll focus on Apple for now. And you read something that they write today, and uh, and then you go and read what they wrote six months ago about the same thing. Sure. And and they don't even reference what they wrote before, and they act as if that original piece had never been written. So yeah, while people were writing a couple of years ago about Apple expanding out the repair service to additional companies and then not covering it now saying, Hey, look, we already have this part. So here's the new thing for individuals. I am not surprised at all. Well, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I didn't want Mac voices to be one of those outlets that <laughs> was spreading this kind of Misinformation. The, the, Except I'm not 100% sure that I'm not spreading misinformation. <laughs> I don't think you're spreading any misinformation at all. Yeah. Well, all I, you're spreading you know, is I, holiday cheer. That's I, all. I, I, That's I don't it. think I am Nothing either, more. but I'm not 100% confident that I am. I'm, I'm about 90% confident. But I don't want to misrepresent that I am an oracle of truth on this. So here's an interesting question that Bob just put in the chat room. Um, how much would you save compared to taking your taking your device to the Apple Store? Well, I could I could say it firsthand. I I wanted to get a screen replaced on a 10, 10s Max that was cracked. Uh, go look at the Apple Store, and they wanted to charge three hundred and forty dollars for it. And then I went to a third party. You know, not you know, granted, it's probably not a genuine Apple part, um, but it was one hundred seventy six dollars instead. So you know, there's quite a difference in price there. Uh, so why, why wouldn't I want to do it there and, and save a little bit of money and, and get a little more life out of it and not have to spend almost double the cost of, uh, of, of an Apple part. I, I was wondering if Bob's question was how much would you save buying the parts and doing the work yourself? Oh yeah. You won't save anything. I wouldn't think. Well, you're, I mean, you Other might, but you're, but you're going to save a lot of, you're saving a lot of labor, but you're running the risk of, of, of course, um, bricking your device or, or doing damage to yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, and, mm -hmm. and, and David, do I remember correctly, though, that that's I mean, you haven't bricked the device or anything, but that you have uh, a nagware kind of message constantly coming up. Yeah, it, uh, it disabled face ID. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, that's a that's another story that I haven't seen connected. That was recently that, you know, I think it was the, the 13 that they were saying, well, now you couldn't replace the screen. If you if you did replace the screen, then face ID would be permanently broken unless Apple did it. And that was originally and the chip, right, but. and then about a week later, it was like Apple has decided that they're going to let third-party people 
in on oh. the secret of how to do it so that Face ID could continue to work. It wasn't a secret. It's a software update. They're they're adding the, the, right, but they update. were going to give third parties access to that software, which they originally said we're not going to give them access to. So that's that's another interesting sort of separate story along that, but it's kind of connected that Apple, you know, like a, a and it's weird because it was a tur definite turnaround because they announced, right. nope, no more third party, can't do screen replacements anymore, full stop, and then like. Less than a week later, it was like, "Oh, our bad. No, no, no. Still going to let no. that, let that happen." It, what what it was was there was there's a spe specific chip that's in there that had to be reprogrammed, and you had to have right. the really expensive special equipment that Apple, of course, has that in order to reprogram it. Um, my understanding is the, when fifteen point two was coming out for iOS, um, that, that that update is going to cover that across the board. So it's not any any repair shop uh, that needs to get work with Apple. It, it's actually going to be a software update. It's on the phone that will will eliminate the need to reprogram that chip. But to go back to Bob's that, question, I you know, and, and I put it in the chat room. You know, David said half, somebody else, you know, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but if, that's if you complete successfully complete the repair There's, and right. don't end up breaking something else or losing functionality. Because I, I, I respect what you did, David, but, you know, I've until you can get rid of that nagware, I don't see the repairs being completed successfully. Right. Other than that, I mean, the phone works fine. It's just, it just I, face ID doesn't work. I mean, that's, that's the only right. bad thing. Well, and in the past, that wasn't a problem. Third-party places could do it. I, I interpreted Bob's question as possibly, it is kind of an ambiguous question, possibly meaning how much would you save going to a third party instead of Apple? Um, and, you know, I, I can't answer that part, the, the amount question, but I, I, I'll throw in that, you know, why do I go? And I'll make a shout out to these guys, the Mac guys in Costa Mesa. Um, and, you know, why do I go there instead of the Apple store? Well, for one thing, you know, They've had the same staff, you know, for like seven, eight, nine years. So, you know, I get the same people, you know, when I go back, I go to the Apple store, they never heard of me. I get a different person, you know, even if I go tomorrow. So I, I like having the same people. I also like that, you know, they're in a store that is not in a mall. So, you know, it's only like 12 feet from my car to their front door. Um, so depending on, you know, with a phone, it doesn't matter so much, but, uh, especially it was a desktop Mac and I, I mostly have laptops, but you know, I, it's, it's nice to not have to like, you know, walk a quarter mile with your equipment to get it in and out of the, out of the store. But, but mostly, you know, the fact of just being, you know, having consistent people to deal with and they don't, you know, I don't come in enough that they really know who I am. But I, I recognize them and, and, you know, it's, you know, I've gotten a consistent level of I can get a hold of them. I can call them on the phone and they'll answer the phone, um, you know, which, you know, you can't do get that with an Apple store that I know of. So yeah. that, that that's some advantage, you know, advantages. It's, of course, you know, a lot of places don't have any third party places that will do mac stuff but uh fortunately there's one our panel will be back in the next edition to continue the discussion of apple repairs we talk about our personal experiences with apple repairs both in store and out of store the convenience of the apple stores and a whole lot more i hope you'll join us
Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.